0: Hello, and thank you for checking out Aaron on Air. My name is Aaron, and this is going to be a What's on the Air with Aaron. Aaron, excuse me, Dave, the FFX series review, and today I'm reviewing episode eight, Pipe. Yes, I I learned through the episode that it's actually pronounced Pipe, and I'm going to get there. I would honestly have to say, in terms of concept, in terms of um, a lot of different foreign concepts, that this episode has to be the most jammed-packed episode. Um, So this may be one of my longer reviews, but I promise I will try to cut this shit down as much as possible. So, here we go. Let's go. So... The beginning of the episode, it sets up the, the mood kind of for the rest of the episode to pick up until it gets to its peak. Um, because it starts off with Mike in front of Execs showing like in the presentation form, you know, doing what a manager fucking does. Um, all of Lil Dickie's accomplishments from the My Dick Suck stats, from you know, going viral, somebody suck me stats, for him to get signed to uh Katana Records. So I looked up katana and K A T O N A H katana katana um and they did say a mountain so that's going to come up but not it's not really important so what the fuck else um so then while at the meeting Lil Dicky um revealed that he's going he's working on his next album and he said it's going to be The Zenith which means like the time of something that the, the time that something is the most successful or the most powerful. So he's saying uh, of musicality. So he's putting a very very big um thing like a, a a a big definition on what he's able to bring to the table. So then, uh, Fucking boring. Uh, once again, um, it, it's called peanut. Th- In true Lil Dicky fashion and bitch, I shit y'all not. It was legit. I had to stop my fucking Hulu. It was legit dead ass 45 seconds into the show. And I'm like, huh, of course, we're going to start this shit again. But what else? What else? So the executives laugh like at him because... Bitch, I know you're not serious about this shit, right? You're not. This is not underground shit. Like this is, this is, this is professional, as you were saying, you're a professional rapper shit. So, um, after that, you know, he then like does in little Dicky neurotic fashion. Like you guys don't get it. You guys don't get it. You just don't if you really understand it, and just fucking stop it because people understand it but this whole shit no 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 It get, it's boring it's tired it's mundane it's fucking reductive um and like an executive says like you know basically in a weird fucking way like He wants to get topped. And then he tries to weave it in like, that means we want to sign you. But then right after that, he says, we're in a creative space so HR can't get mad at me. Bitch, you a fucking nasty fuck. And this literally, Lil Dicky was throwing shots at the music industry this whole fucking episode. And I was fucking here for every last one of that shit. Because this shit definitely happens. We know a lot of people who males to be throwing ass and sucking dick for a record label because let's be honest like this is life-changing and like fame is a very 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 big monster so then after that after the man talking about wanting to get topped and shit like that it was just a lot of sexual jokes that was stuffed in that first interview and i was like who the fuck wrote this shit and i'm gonna look that up um after this video but Ugh, anyways, um, and then like, he not said HR can't get mad at him, fucking wait for it. He said HR ain't can't get mad at him again, and bitch, my soul bounced out of my body around the room. Anyways, then he makes like another fellatio innuendo to Dave while handing him his contract. And I'm like, all right, get this fucker off my screen. Dave literally, and this is not Dave, this was Lil Dicky in the meeting. And I'm going to get to that after I go through all his meetings. But Dave, Lil Dicky bites like the corner of his contract and spits, he spits that shit at them. Like in a middle of a professional fucking meeting. Um, and basically it's like... What? Basically... Just saying like this is going to fuck me. Like the audacity and disrespect. Like bitch you are just a viral sensation as a fucking now. You don't have any leg to stand on. But that's my whole issue with how he acted in all these meetings. Um, but anyways... Yeah. Then... Uh, you know... He says he acts as well as he leaves bitch by, like, ain't nobody checking you. They're not really checking you for your music, so I highly doubt they checking you for your fucking acting skills. And it seemed like that specific record label was supposed to be one of the bigger record labels around. I'm like, hmm, I kind of wonder. So then, he, um, so then after, like, he walks off mic, finally doing managerial fucking work and I have an issue with him about this too. Um, He asked for if they had another copy of the contract um, and then it goes to the, hi I'm Dave like thing. So then the direct scene afterwards, Dave is going to a meeting talking about he's the next fucking Kanye West. Bitch is it crack that you smoking? Cause it gotta be, or it gotta be all that fucking chemicals from your fucking back knee finally seeping up into your brain or you probably getting too hyped up by Gator because, bitch, I don't know what type of shit you, like, date Lil Dicky was on, but this was absolutely the worst way to go about these fucking business ventures. So while he's at the next meet to talk about, he's the next Kanye West, except he, he's white. <sighs> He then explains like the reality, so he's very aware of the social realities that yes, white rappers get more clout not because they're fucking, they're they're talented. I'm not saying they're not, but it's not just because they're more talented or talented. Cause let's be honest, some of them are not talented, just like some black rappers are not talented, just some of that. But he says that to say like it's it's a sad fact that yes. White rappers and stuff, they get more attention. They top more. They have more top-selling albums and shit. I'm going to get back to all this towards the end of the review. So then, like, he explained, you know, he... this is out of Dave's mouth. So then, Dave like says that well actually that means he's really going to be more like eminem i know you fucking lying to the consumer but then i was like okay nice to clean that up he's going to be more like eminem to the consumer not that he is because goes back to oh white people just have a head up that's that privilege shit so then he says that Eminem is the highest selling rapper to which Mike corrected his ass and was like, actually, it was Drake and he just became it this year. So shouts out to Drake. Um, I don't really listen to him that much, but he be making bop. So uh, shit, just, you know, never mind. I'm not going to go there. It's not about Drake. And then, like, he says he's Eminem except he's wholesome and sweet. Bitch, fucking where? Like, ugh. No, he's probably wholesome, but as far as sweet, little Dicky, when he, when David's little Dicky, hell no. Nah. So then he says that, you know, any 12 year old girl will look at him and, and, and be like, I can marry that guy, which definitely shows like the industry purposefully making adult men sexualized just for sales from teenage girls because teenage girls are the biggest consumers of concert sales they're the biggest consumers of buying um products or licensed products from that artist they're the biggest consumers of constantly repeatedly going back to concerts going to private events that with the artist going to meet and greets you know basically they the clout button so like dead ass teenage girls at the clout button so once again little dicky calling these hoes out um and then he brings up zane to even and reinforce his point, like, Lil diggy's like, I don't know what the fuck Zayn music sounds like, but he's hot and that's all that matters. Fucking message, because a lot of you guys let these shit-ass, by-the-mill fucking artists get away with any fucking thing because the image is hot. And I'm like, please look at the fucking talent and look at the artist as a whole, because some of y'all artists, it'd be like, mm, I can piss in the toilet and it will sound better than what the fuck lyrics and are coming out their mouth so after his quote-unquote serious speech the execs at the record label was like yeah you have the attention the potential to be the next what lonely island and i fucking said this in my very first review of episode two when he was being compared to g easy and and i was like this is the most terrible fucking shit ever because let's be honest G-Eazy is not in the same musical genre or like he could he rap is the musical genre but G-Eazy is not a fucking satirical rapper. Now, G-Eazy, in my opinion, is also fucking trash. And I think Lil Dicky is more talented. Yes, all around more talented than him. But because he's not a satirical rapper, he can reach audiences. And audiences take him seriously. And that's why Dave has been getting laughed at every single fucking pit of the way. And I thought we stopped this shit in episode six talent shows when he fucking killed his like inner child and I'm very fucking upset that this has rear his ugly head again because Dave does not fucking learn at all and that has been my biggest problem with him so anyways yeah the record label is like he has the potential to be the next Lonely Island and bitch when I tell you like my soul left on this shit too because Lil Dicky was getting red in all of these fucking meetings. Okay? So you know huh, Dave then has the Nerf boss arrogance and the fucking audacity to ask if his music is a joke to him yes ho your whole fucking persona is a joke is this is that a serious question that's a joke within its fucking self like that can't be a serious question anyways he then goes on to say like he's one of the best five rappers around Mmm, i don't think so Mm, nice. So he brings up Nas nice. mm, So Nas nice. In my head I'm like let's see Nas, nice. Kendrick, J. Cole, Eminem, Jay Z Lil Wayne, the baby, Nicki Minaj And that six off the top of the fucking dome So I know he fucking lying And he also and Mike was also like mm i don't know about all that so then he also keeps trying to push the narrative that young thug is one of the greatest rappers alive and this just needs to fucking stop because this is fucking all young thug is fucking terrible awful bad all of the synonyms to sub par ass shit Young Thug is fucking terrible and I wish he never existed because I wish this mumble rap shit never fucking existed and I said it and I will stand in that shit and yes I can respect it as a respectable art form but Young Thug is just getting a fucking bag like he does not take his talent seriously no he's not the greatest rappers alive take their talent and their craft seriously Like literally, I did not know what he was no, no, I'm I'm not giving that. No, I'm not giving that fucking clout roach any fucking time because he already got enough. He shouldn't have been fucking famous. And I'm just like, stop trying to push the narrative that Young Thug is amazing, bitch, because I want to know how much Young Thug is actually paying him to say this on his platform because this is the media brainwashing at work. And if your IQ is over the IQ of a fucking pickle, this won't fucking work. So then, like, he... Ask the like the executive, ask him, like, Well, what else is he doing? You know, I'm sorry, I don't want to get in the wrong foot. And bitch, I will not apologize for shit because little Dickie, that's Dave's fault. His whole fucking persona is a fucking joke because of him, because of the way. And now, and Mike has to take some of that L too because Mike definitely made him a viral star after he already had like. And granted, his video, My Dick Suck, is just like, oh my god. Like, no one's going to take you fucking seriously. So, um, the executives ask him, like, well, what else, like, is this shit? And he brings up the Peanut album again. a a pun on Zenith and the penis, like, dick play and I'm like, nobody gives a fuck, it's outdated, it's boring, and he gets laughed off again and, like, no one is taking him seriously and he does that neurotic shit, like, do you guys even know what the fuck it means? And I'm like, don't try, and I hate when people do this in general, like, just because your shit fucking is terrible and it's tanking and it sucks, does not mean that people uh, don't understand what you were trying and failed to accomplish so anyways um yeah the next scene though the label actually respects his talent as a rapper and i was like that's a red flag because "Mm, no so then like but asks if he's willing to settle for that to which Little Dicky literally out of his mouth verbatim tells them to cut the shit. And I fucking cannot because that is just so unprofessional. What is Mike doing in these scenes? Lil Dicky is not supposed to be leading these like Mike you're the fucking manager. Like yes the talent can talk but... Clearly, Little Dicky, the, re- the whole re- no, 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 no. Mike also takes an L for that, and Mike actually got on my fucking nerves this episode because of this shit, because he was not supposed, the whole point is for him to put his client in the best light, and he was literally sitting there standing by, Little Dicky talking himself into fucking, like, obscurity, and that really just did not sit well with me. So then, like he also says, like he's only going to use them as a machine, which is which is respectable and which is what a lot of artists do. But you probably shouldn't fucking say that in the meeting. But go off, bro. And then he says that he's also unwilling to take any other ideas into consideration for his like for his creativity. Like how how does that fucking work? And these the the label is backing you, like promoting you, like marketing you. You don't think this is just gonna be like for free so anyways they're like oh yeah just think of us around think of us as the planets around your son and then like I think I feel like they rejected the offer because they were like oh yeah you know you're in charge and we're just in charge of the business shit like have you heard of new music Fridays on Spotify to which Mike honestly says fuck no which is like okay but now be boisterous all the time and kind of staple Dave's mouth the fuck shut. Cause fuck that. No, Dave is fucking terrible at that. Um, and then, yeah, so that was weird because Dave lied through his teeth talking about, yes. And I just knew it had to be a catch. Like, "Mm," so yeah, like they're not even really known for, doing shit but they did play a very important role in this episode because they were like we're gonna hook you up with our um uh our our, our one of the super producers benny blanco yes i looked him up first of all pisces nation but then mm, i probably want to take that back because i wrote that before i saw the rest of the show um and then like i looked him up he is one um, multiple BMI awards for, uh, you know, songwriting uh, for a multitude of songs. Um, you know, he definitely, like, wrote, uh, I think, wrote on like moves like Jagger or produced it. Um, it's a lot of different albums. For, so he's very known in real life as a super producer. Um, and then Dave is just like, I don't want to work with the pop producer. And I'm like, Fucking jeez! For a college graduate, you sure are st- a stupid fucking bitch because you should definitely know that just because someone is a producer in a certain genre, they can definitely produce and songwrite for multiple genres. Anyways, ripping that page out, skipping to the next scene, we finally meet Benny Blanco's extra ass, and it was funny how he introduced himself at first, um, and then Lil Dicky like hears his song playing when they go into his house, and surprise fucking surprise it's justin bieber listening to it. it and it was just too many pisces in the scene i just cannot fucking take it i'm a pisces myself i don't necessarily get along with other pisces specifically in other water signs but anyways justin bieber then like invites dave to his house party and uh yeah he invites dave to like his house party And Lil Dicky then, like, tells Justin, like, Oh, Ally, who has still not fucking made an appearance since episode motherfucking four. And that she is the biggest fan of, to which Justin Bieber gives no fucks. And Benny Blanco sarcastic ass is like, in true Pisces fashion, both of them, like, Oh my God, he's going to remember it for the rest of his life. Huh, eat a dick, Benny. Anyways... Then the next scene, Benny Blanco reassures Lil Dicky like, "Yeah, you can definitely be as uh, big as JB, but your music is fucking awful, fucking bad." To which, um, you know, we see instantly hurt in Lil Dave. So, cause you don't say that to a Pisces. And Dave then responds like he feels like he makes shitty ass teen teeny bopper music. To which Benny's only fucking response is how many number ones does Dave have on the charts? Blech. Fucking lame and boring as shit. And we really need to talk about this metric that is used of something is good or not because i feel the intruder song by antoine fucking dobson was on the charts i think the coronavirus song by cardi b was on the fucking charts yeah that metric is not really the best metric to decide what the fuck is good music by standards outside of sales because let's face it Mm, do we really think that some of these mumble artists really made good music, or some of these one-hit fucking wonder artists makes fucking good music? It fucking exactly. Next, so then like. Lil Dicky says like none to which Benny says he stopped counting at 20 and that was just as fucking gross as, as he comes off and take that how y'all want to I give no fucks like bitch and he even says it himself that he's fucking gross um and his personality definitely made him look 8 million times worse than what he already looks like so then Lil D gets like insulted um again when like <laughs> Oh, excuse me, before that. Because this is also a very big thing that happened in the episode. So, um, you know, Benny's like, okay, play me some unreleased shit because you only have, like, two songs in your catalog. Which is fucking respectable because, (laughs) shit, I was wondering the same thing. I'm like, so... Are you going to, like, make more music, Dave? So then he plays this song and then... In Benny fashion, he's like, this is fucking terrible. And the beats are so fucking white. By the way, he has a best... He, he won an award for urban songwriting. And I'm like, ugh. I looked that up when we I'm like, ugh, what the fuck does that even mean? But next. So then... um, The next scene... Oh, so then huh, Lil Dicky kind of alludes that Benny Blanco was ugly as fuck. And then... <laughs> his girlfriend is hot as shit and he's thinking like what the how the fuck he says like how the fuck did you get her and then uh, that's when benny is like i know i'm ugly as shit and then elsie's like you guys actually look kind of the same and i would have probably committed hara Kiri from mortal kombat deception if someone ever told me that shit (laughs) anyways Little Dickie was highly offended. But, anyways, it skips to the next scene. And guess what? What, Aaron? The next scene has Little Dicky telling Gay Ta, Emma, and fucking Allie finally fucking damn it about the party. So then Allie then fangirls about Justin Bieber, which. I mean, he's, uh, okay, I'll, okay, yeah. And then, like, she fans girl about the Kardashians. Like, oh my God, what happened if the Kardashians are there? To which Dave says, like, he doesn't know, like, if he can invite people to the party. Which is definitely understandable, because there was really nothing, like, said there. And, like, mm, this is kind of one of the plot points that, I'm gonna get to that at the end. So then, Emma's like, I don't want to go... To uh, which Lil Dicky is basically like reverse psychology. And I'm like, mm, no, I really think Images doesn't want to fucking go because that's not really in her personality. Gator's like, I don't want to go to which Lil Dickie is like, lucky day ho, because you straight staying where the fuck you at. <laughs> and, but you know, they didn't dab on it. So I guess Gator was also fucking serious about not going. And then Allie then asked Dave to explain every detail about Justin Bieber. And I'm just like, please don't. Because I would rather, like, look at a blue waffle picture for, like, an hour than hear that shit. So he keeps it short and simple, talking about, like, his... And he puts a, some reaches in there. Like, his jawline is chiseled. And I'm like, mm, what? so anyways L sits next to Emma and the subtleness of their feelings um in acknowledgement in front of company was a like a one and like he says who fucking cares about Justin Bieber to which Dave says everyone on the planet and clearly not everyone on the planet which brings up the theme of subjectivity and that's going to keep repeating itself especially towards the end because this episode put a lot of its meaning at the end half of the episode so then else ask about benny blanco and we can see that he fucking idolizes that fucking troll goblin penguin looking bitch and because he calls him the lebron james of production and little dicky says he didn't talk about your beats no he did talk about your beats to which Else gets excited and then Lil Dicky did this around the way shit that people be doing to seem more edgy or more fun I'm like just get to the point point. and Lil Dicky said that he said your beats fucking suck and they were white and then we see the heartbreak in L's and keep this in mind because if you're a constant watcher we know that that is L's vulnerability his ability as a producer is one of his most sensitive vulnerabilities he we literally see that he doesn't know the technical shit about shit we literally see him open up about it to Emma once again about it and we see how he like kind of was like I'm, not, I'm yeah I'm in front of Trippy Red in episode 7. So that is one of the worst things. To have your idol. Doing something that you love. And want to do as a career. That you're already super sensitive about. Just be like this is fucking shit. But once again. Subjectivity is the theme. Of the episode. Or one of the themes of the episode. And yeah. So then. um, You know we see Els is heartbroken. And that plays a lot in this episode. And I'm so happy. I'm so, so happy. Um. So then. little Dicky was basically like. Well he said I sucked ass too. And I'm like. Mm, he probably kind of right though. So then Emma then. Like asked. Um, why is he so passionate. About like the least important things. And I think that was one of the most. Thought provoking conversation pieces in the episode and I wish they would have dug more into it but I really for all of the watchers just reflect and meditate on that and like reflect on that of how Lil Dicky's attitude is to some of the shit that he does cause he really does fixate on non important shit like it's so it's getting fucking terrible and horrible it's getting t- to be too much at this point so then, um, you know, Allie then is like, she's in the fucking mood because she can't come to the event. And I'm like, mm, okay, so like, I understand why you're in a mood, but like, also I, and I hate that they used this specific thing to kind of make Lil Dicky look like an asshole because I'm like, out of the one million other fucking things that this shit cockhead did, like, the whole season y'all make this this y'all make this the thing bitch miss me so because it's just like before i move on because it's just like sometimes you cannot invite your significant others especially when you're there on business and you're trying to get to where you need to be because yes, sometimes your significant other can be distracting in business settings, settings and no, your significant other doesn't necessarily have to come with you everywhere. Now, yes, I completely understand Ali's side and I actually really enjoyed her character this episode. I, I know, I I, I know, I, I know, I swear, I enjoy her character this episode, but I'm going to get to that. So then after that happens like huh it's a hilarious i don't know why i sighed. it was a oh yes i do it was a hilarious back and forth between Gata and mike and mike basically involving salmon is <laughs> just so fucking funny all the time without trying a true talent a true star period And Mike, you know, basically after that salmon thing, like, put it on the grill. Mike is like, fuck no. And then he's like, okay, bitch, then damn. And then Mike is like, okay, everybody enjoys this iced tea. And then he puts in it on the hole that is in the table from the milking table. Like, he used the fucking milking table. And it was so, like, Mike's, when Mike is in his element of humor of dry, straight, direct, like, humor... But, like, serious humor, it is funny as fuck. Because he's like, Gator's like, what the fuck you... And they bounced off each other perfectly. Gator's like, do you got a fucking hole in there? And Mike is like, it's used for milking. And we aren't proud of this, are we? And he looked directly (laughs) at Allie and Little Dicky. And I lost my shit. Huh, that was a good laugh. So then, um... Else, you know, the next scene, Els and Allie, and I'm really fucking happy that Allie is interacting with other people. The next scene, Els and Allie are sitting down, and Els is super depressed, you know, about Benny Blanco, because that he idolizes him. He literally called him the LeBron James of production, and I'm not saying LeBron James doesn't earn what he got, but when people dick ride people, they usually be like, oh, this is equivalent to the LeBron James. Oh, LeBron James, and I'm like, oh my God, I don't give a fuck. So then, um, Elsie is super depressed about the Benny Blanco situation, and he's, you know, asked, no, he didn't ask, but Ali has very... He's she's very sympathetic and I really appreciate them doing that because they really do dig into more of Allie's character instead of her instead of making her like a fucking block of wood in the middle of like a grass field. So Allie then asks and I love this question. She asks if he thinks Dave is going to be as big as he thinks he, he is, which is a very, very Very logically sound question. And that is a real true reality of that shit. To which L says all the possible outcomes, which is also a fucking message. He's like, you know, he can be as big as where he is now. He could be as big as he said he is. Or he can just be fucking a zero flyby celebrity like a lot of these bitches. Because all of those things are possible. And he, it's about time we really talk about all of the possibilities because it's not just oh up or down you can stay the exact same which is which can be as bad or even as worse as just falling off okay okay message so then um you know Ali you know sympathizes with him and then you know like i said when you know else he, he's just being else he's being honest as fuck and they're also drinking we could tell they a little slurred slizzards right now so then the next scene we see like dave prepare for the party pardon party <laughs> prepare for the party talking to himself and getting stuck in the like illusion and the fantasia of musical hollywood before he actually stepped in and you know he lists celebrities. He interact with he interacts with in fictional ce- scenarios, and just for the lack of a better like word choice, it's just not fucking realistic. Cause he lists celebrities like Beyonce and Elon Musk and Shaq. And I also think now that I'm thinking about it, with Little Dicky, I he I think he definitely shows the concept of when confidence in one's ability goes over to fucking arrogance because he was arrogant kind of this whole episode but then it started to change and this is around the point it started to change too but i'm gonna get there so then like hmm I'm like it's not fucking real beyonce don't even talk to beyonce i believe that shit And Elon Musk, you mean the person who can literally buy a Transformer? Bitch buy. But then the last line about Kevin Spacey needing to leave was fucking genius and really put his foot down on his fucking neck. Like, mm mm-mm none of that sexual shit over here you ain't grabbing my dick bye bitch so dave is then seen in the next scene at the party to which benny gets his attention on the balcony using more around the way like wording and shit just to get to a um improved or not even improved but an improvised version of somebody Suck me which is also an amazing callback because these writers in this episode they like oh oh you y'all testing my continuity bitch i'ma show you you anyways yeah and but that was just fucking lame benny needs to fucking leave the show so then benny meets dave and dave is amused amazed at justin bieber's house to which benny says it sucks and universal pays for the whole thing which one goes back to the subject of subjectivity and then two it's an image message then this starts the image message. Like, "Mm, this is all just like a charade or what the fuck ever. So then they continue to talk to, uh, he continues to talk to Benny and then Benny ignores Lil Dicky's questions about like, well, you know, how do you think I am as an artist? To which he just responds like, there's an outlet over there for a PowerPoint presentation. And he also lets him know like, oh yeah, and and Justin Bieber most likely won't be at his own party. Bitch, what? That was my thought. Because he doesn't want to be bothered with 9 million people and take pictures with people that he doesn't know to which little Dickie says that's so sad. And Benny says, that's going to be you message is fuck. So then his girlfriend, his fine ass girlfriend comes back down again and says, you know, he likes his jacket, even though Benny was giving him shit for it. The message of subjectivity fucking hits a head here and some of it is even deeper as well but it fucking hits a head right the fuck here just because somebody doesn't like one thing does not mean it won't be successful the girlfriend loved his jacket the f- benny said you fucking look like you're in the temptations subjectivity subjectivity and then you know she tells like, Lil Dicky that there are a lot of pretty girls here. To which Lil Dicky says he's taking the And Elsie responds like, why didn't you bring your girlfriend? Anyways, once again, I really hate that they used this poor, like, bitch, what do you mean? Like, anyways, the next scene, Allie asks Els if they can get Brown out. And I'm really liking this feisty mama. mamacita. I'm like, damn, it only took... You know Dave to say your ass can't go. Is he Justin Bieber, who's not even fucking there at the party for you to have these spicy ass storylines, bitch? You need to get rejected a lot more than even though Lil Dicky, excuse me, Dave has been constantly like just being fucking dismissive and nasty to your bitch ass. So then, Allie is approached by, you know, excuse me, Elle says, yes ma'am, and I was like, I really hope they're not trying to go having them sleep together, and I was pleasantly surprised, because that was not where they were going. So then, Elle goes and gets a drink. Allie is approached by a guy, and they talk about football player Belichick, and I don't know who the fuck that is, don't at me, bitch, at your mama, and Tom Brady. So, Allie then called him out for, like, assuming that just because she, she was like, oh, Oh yeah, you know a lot of girls, right? And yeah, and it is like, you know, just like to be honest. You are just the fucking worst, and I almost pissed myself. And I was like on the edge of my seat. I'm like, what, Allie? You and you, you pulling me into your person, bitch. Give me more. Give me more of it. So then Allie just kept going. Like I, I asked and I received. So Allie kept going. Like you're the fucking worst. You're like a really big fucking douchebag. And like, the, and this happens so much. And like, mm, I guess I could kind of understand and i also hate that this was so ambiguous because listen i appreciated ali's feistiness and i feel like in that situation get his ass but like i when you really think about it because i also have to be fair the writers kind of made ali kind of fucking snap and it's only because like I get it, so the guy per- so basically what was supposed to happen and come off was that the guy was supposed to purposefully, because it's also been this thing that's been going around on Facebook, all of this shit, I've had male friends do it where they purposely will say the wrong thing to a girl just to test her fucking knowledge. And I think that's what it was supposed to be. However, they didn't make it super obvious. I would have used someone like, you know, and you know, just to honor him as well, like Kobe, like her wearing like a basketball jersey of like uh, Kobe Bryant, and then he's like saying, "Oh, well, you know, you're you're Shaquille O'Neal fan and whatever." You know what I'm saying? But I mean, I fucking guess and. Uh, anyways, but the Tom Brady reference saved it because even I know who Tom Brady is so, yeah, but however like, she did, the writers didn't make it hyper clear about why she was snapping, so it did kind of seem like, and I'm not taking up for him at all, but the way the writers did such a fucking terrible job at showing this point, it really seemed like Allie was like kinda of flipping the fuck out but when you understand the scene it's like nah that fucking douche canoe busted condom ass bitch deserved all of the fucking heat so uh eat eat her ass eat my ass bitch anyways and then you know she's like I'm gonna key his car and I'm like oh my god Ali where is this person Did you did you put a little bit too much pepper on your chicken? Did you put, like, too much hot sauce on your, like, you know, h- avocado, egg, toast, bitch? Because you giving me all the spice and I live for it. I need to see this alley. This alley is worth watching. Not the pushover fucking alley that we were getting every time Dave ran over her ass or didn't give a fuck about her. No, this alley is what we need to see. And if it takes L's and else for ally to be bitch they best fucking friends and they need to be that shit or wherever is hanging around ally else better be a third fucking wheel all the time because this is the ally that i needed in my life and i'm happy i actually watched this episode because haikyo was not about to watch it but anyways uh, uh, why who said that so then um you know Else, you know, comes back with a drink, and then we see Else and Ali get fucking hyper wasted. <sighs> so then the next scene is Dave at the party, and Dave is talking to Courtney, as in K- Kardashian, as in fucking Courtney Kardashian, as in Courtney Ali Mayweather fucking Tyson on that ass, bitch. And for those of you who did not see that epic video, yes. Courtney Ali Mayweather fucking Tyson is in this shit. So, of course, Courtney is being her dumb fucking self and, you know, she she was right. She was, she was talking about childbirth and she's like a man gave birth, you know, cuz is like I wish I could give birth. And then I remembered this shit, and it was a trans man. So I remember off the rim. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. But he was a trans man, so biologically he was capable of doing it. But Dave in court, they was making it seem like Courtney was saying biologically he could do it. And I'm like, D- go back to kindergarten, bitch. So, anyways, huh? <sighs> yes. Courtney Kardashian, as in fucking cash with a fucking capital K in this bitch, was there. And then Courtney 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 Kardashian, in true Kardashian fashion, she then says like, you know, a very like profound line that she probably wasn't even using three cocks in her or or the two brain cells after one of her three brain cells decided to lay down. Honestly I am giving her a lot of shit, but I fuck with Courtney. Courtney is the one I fuck with out of all the Kardashians, to be honest. So I know it's Kardashians. I call them the Kardashians. So you know Dave asked the question like how does it feel that you and your family are simultaneously the most famous people in America? And, they, and Courtney said the most profound thing, I guess. Uh, yes, I'll, I'll say that. In saying that you don't have a toxic fucking family, because listen. So then Courtney was like, I would rather be famous with them than by myself. Which is another message like, Dave, what is you trying to do acting brand new? Because listen, no, 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 no. Back to Emma's point. Stop fucking fixating on the things that don't fucking matter like fam- like the people you care about cause that's true family the people you care about and who love you back and you love and that are healthy and good for you not just the love part but that are healthy and good for you are your family so that really hit him and we can see that hit him and it takes that it takes a conversation from Courtney fucking Kardashian ha uh, for n- uh, anyways before i get too angry so then um benny So, we're at the end of the episode, and I'm really happy, actually, because I'm making a really good time. Like, a really good time, because I wrote three pages worth, and this is going really smooth. So, then Benny Blanco then comes to Dave with Allie and Els, drunk as nine, alcoholic, strung out bitches. And like, do you know these people that were getting in my name? So, Els then confronts Benny about what he said about him. Telling him, you crushed my fucking dreams. And else means this shit. Like I said, we see all of this shit. And that hurts me so much. To which, like Benny says, if your beats don't suck, send them to me. What? beer? Eh, Scammer fucking alert. And once again, Blood Diggy was getting in the industry's ass because the industry is known for stealing shit all the time. And now we see how they fucking do it. They tell you that you're fucking terrible and then they take it because they know you good and they want to profit off of that shit. So then, of course, like... Um, Elle said he doesn't have his number and Benny gives him his number and then you know Else walks off and then he brings up that mountain thing again. Um and he's like, Oh, there's a lot of women I want to climb that mountain and I'm like no Emma Like I'm gonna be very fucking upset if this is what Else They better fucking not. I'm looking at you, David Bird. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at Kevin Hart, too. Like, bitch, just because you cheated on Enrico, whatever the fuck chicken wing is, not everyone is like that. Tuh. So anyways, Ali then, like, tries to explain, and Dave, like, I'm sorry, we're really fucked up. We're really drunk. And Dave finally, finally apologizes to her and says he should have invited her after talking to courtney kardashian but anyways okay i'm gonna suspend disbelief okay whatever he apologizes to her and that was some growth quote unquote like i said so no that was growth i'll give him that um and courtney walks up to dave and says he's the best and the nickname i was going to give her was court which is not really you know creative but i'm like of course me and dave as writers pisces we think alike um, but uh, I write a lot better than Dave. Trust that. So, um, yeah. So Ali is shocked, and Else gets head butted by Marshmallow, and that's the end of the episode um, because Else is making a fool of himself, throwing drinks and shit at him, and then he gets fucking headbutted. and it ends. And that in the end of the episode song is a beat, which was brilliant. Because I think it's going to foreshadow L's, like, I feel like that's L's beat. I think it's going to foreshadow Benny stealing L's beats for one of his fucking shitty caca bullshit pop artists. (laughs) Ugh. Or, like, you know, yeah, that's basically it. Or also to show, like, L's... this episode made Elle's storyline just as important and as Dave without having to push so hard. It's about, so, and it wasn't subtle, but it's about going light on the male, aka the melodrama, aka going light on having everything have to be spelled out and articulated to a T. It is good to just have things kind of a little slurred or very lightly touched. And then have that character have a deeper reaction to something that's slightly touched to show how important something is. I would rather see somebody break down by, um, you know, someone else saying something than just being berated in front of a thousand million people. While both is powerful, it says more that... This is something that was more fra—there There it is. It was fragile to him. And this is something that he took care of and shit. Because him saying that you, you crushed my dreams. That was heartbreaking for me. Like I almost cried at that. Because we I understand that. And a lot of us understand that too. Don't fucking front. Don't fucking fake the funk bitch. We all have those things that the people are like you're fucking terrible at. We'll break down and cry for weeks. Don't at me at your mama. And at your baby daddy. Or whatever the fuck anyways yeah so if i had not i'm done with the review if i had to give this episode this episode was definitely and the only, and i hate saying this but the only reason why it was better than um what would you wear is because the concepts were a lot More was a lot deeper, and it wasn't esoteric as in like it only related to those people who may have, have felt something. And and people have, I guess it was not esoteric, but it really, it was just too narrow sided. And but I liked that episode. It was nothing wrong with what would you wear. It was just too narrow sided. So yeah, I actually let me see. Talent shows is still one. But what I hated about this fucking episode is that at the beginning of the episode, it almost seems like between episode six and this episode that Dave just literally forgot how big the impact of killing someone who literally did shit just for like shits and giggles or was more satirical and jokey and not serious enough. It just seemed like he does not ever fucking learn, ever. And, okay, the Did That Award for this episode goes to Ali. And I don't even give a fuck. And Ali really redeemed... Like, the writers really redeemed Ali's character with this shit. And, like, it wasn't like a super redemption. But at the same time, it kind of was. Because, listen, for what, for what it's worth, like, I feel like it shouldn't have been... They made that scene between her and that guy a little... And that went over a lot of people who not trying to fucking think about it head, And a lot of people are like, oh yeah, you know, she was being the bitch. All he said, he complimented her. No, men do that shit all the time. And that's very condescending to women. Like, you're going to purposely say the wrong thing to test my fucking gangster on they just because it's male-dominated? Bitch, fuck you, fuck your mama, fuck your grandma, and fuck your great-grandma. Because I'm not dealing with that shit. Like, if somebody ever did that to any one of my female relatives, I'm gonna what? Stone Cold stunner that bitch. And that's just on everything. Because men, as a a guy, as a man, as a man who's under 30, as a man who has just recently finished his undergrad, like... They do that shit. Like, girls can't like video games without being questioned about it. Girls can't like sports without being questioned about it. Girls can't like um, construction work without being tested. No, it's always some type of, I'm about to say this wrong shit purposely. And if she agree with it, she don't really fuck with it like that. No, bitch. Because a lot of y'all men can't even name half of the shit that a lot of these women can. So, fuck off. And, like, yeah. That's what really irritated me. Because it was a little bit too... Yeah, she did seem like a bitch. But if you can understand the deeper concept of what that man did... Because I had to watch it again. I'm like, oh, period. I, I got it. And I didn't even have to watch it again. But I kind of felt a type of way about how he came off and did it. That just needs to be a little clear. Um, what else am I looking forward to? I'm willing to see how... This affects else and they just keep giving else the like one of the best likes build-ups. And I'm gonna be really fucking upset if El's character just becomes trash or written as trash the rest of this series because they've been building his character like they have been really creating else to become his own entity. Like from his comp not complicated, but his yeah, his color unquote like audience visually complicated relationship with emma to his complicated relationship with his dreams to his craft to his self-worth and that is there it is his self-worth his self-worth is in his dreams and his idol because he idolized benny blanco the way that he was describing him is like oh yeah he's the best he's the lebron james and i'm like I looked at the shit he worked on subjectivity once again. I mean, the, the things he worked on were bops and like acclaimed and he does have a lot of awards and shit, but like can we not act like can we not act like this shit doesn't happen all the time where someone wins an award that objectively when it comes based off of like the benchmarks they're just not hitting once again we need to get out this mindset of just because something is popping or popular it's good because that's really not the case all the time um like i said the coronavirus song by cardi b that was mixed went like on the boards and i'm like y'all bitches bored i remember a little the antoine antoine dobson like performed the intruder song at the b E.T. Awards. What type of nig- like, nigger tree, coon- coonery, buffoonery is that shit like BET needed to be fucking canceled for at least three months after that you going to invite this bitch to perform anyways no that was not for the culture that was some shucking jive blackface ass shit I said it who fight me at your mama at your daddy at your ball-headed granny bitch and not me so anyways yeah, we need to get out of that mindset that just because something is popular and popping, it's good. Like I'm about to look this up right now because I'm about to do a perfect example. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I I just I I, I just want to look because this because I I I just wanted I, just, I really just wanted to see this. Hmm, let me see. mm okay, so like I just really feel like a lot of these artists know, and then we and they also they they also get into this thing that talked about the relationship. Between like the race of the artists white and the act like how, how much how many records they're selling stuff up because I'm gonna be very very fucking honest in my opinion there are a lot more artists that are way more and this is so Justin Bieber is a talented man but there are just way more art, artists that have such a higher bar set than Justin Bieber because Let's be fucking honest. Justin Bieber has created music just to get a fucking bag for all these years. Who was the main target audience? Impressionable. Because they're not stupid. Impressionable. Teenage girls who fawn over just fucking good looks. And do not give a fuck about the quality. Listen. They will follow anyone who's hot regardless of talent like it's just it's beyond me now Justin Bieber does have talent but there's just no way that there are some artists out here that have objectively vocal vocally have more talent than him lyrically have more talent than him and are actually passionate and are just not trying to get a fucking bag that have not reached half one fourth of the pedestal that Justin Bieber has. And that goes back into the theme of subjectivity and that how like, cause little Dickie explained it best when he was like, I don't really see how like people, like who gets to say what's good or not oh that thing down the street called billboard bitch do you not think that billboard gets paid payola you don't, think, you don't think billboard gets payola from some of these artists you don't think that there are people who are working in billboard that cocksuck artists this is what happens when people are in power and people network and influential because no you're not telling me that a lot of you're just not telling me this shit like literally I was flabbergasted when I found out Whitney Houston just not too long ago I'll I'll, I'll actually type it up but she was not too long ago inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and that was fucking beyond me because Whitney Houston like what yes 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 oh my god Whitney Houston was inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2020. 20. She was just inducted this year. Can somebody make this shit make sense? I need some answers. I need some answers. I need some answers. I need some receipts. I need what standards they're going off of. And she was inducted 8 years after her death. You have to be kidding me. No. There is no way that that should have been anywhere near acceptable it took 2020 for her to get inducted yeah right no i'm i'm done with that and that's what i'm saying like we really need to pay attention to exactly what these benchmarks are and who are creating these benchmarks because it doesn't make sense it doesn't add up it's not adding up to what it needs to five plus five is equaling um Konichiwa right now. It's not even equal in a number. And yes, Lil Dicky made a very valid point. But now hold up, wait a minute, Lil Dicky, because we also gotta take into because I'm also fair, we gotta take into consideration your art is not top notch either. Like let's not sit here and lie like yes, Benny Blanco, he should have said specifically what is wrong with it. Because objectively, no. Lil Dicky is no. Absolutely not. And it. I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it. It really did sound like Little Dicky when he came out. He was taking his talent just to make a fucking bag. Like, it really didn't seem like he was super passionate about it. And I'm like, mmm... I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about the song Earth that kind of put all of this into circulation. And he got all of these different celebrities on there. I think Kevin Hart was actually one. I know Justin Bieber was one for sure. Ariana Grande. And I'm like, hmm. So once again, you have to use the clout of other fucking celebrities to boost yourself. So does that really make you feel like accomplished or are we all just going to ignore it and just be like that's the game because that's that's part of the issue why people don't get the the they don't get to smell their flowers while they're alive and they get their flowers and uh, uh, bouquets after they're dead 8 years after they're dead to beyond me <laughs> 2020 2020 ridiculous uh, so anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, Ali gets to do that award. I'm kind of, I want to, eh, they kind of, they kind of did what I wanted them to do. They kind of show a glimpse of hope in their relationship. But I personally still feel like it's a little unrealistic. And they kind of need to like make it more. Mm. Po- like poignant, poignant. like they need to. Mm. Like, make it more like, okay, this is not just a glimmer of their relationship succeeding. But this is like the sun coming out after there's a big-ass, terrible storm and years of cloudiness. Now, their relationship is in the clear. So, they need to push a little bit harder on their relationship. But, yeah, they need to keep doing what they're doing with Allie. Because I appreciate Allie's feisty side. I appreciate her not... I knew for... I did... I I I I'm tell you I've all I'm I don't I don't I do not i do not i dangle I don't ball bounce I don't do none of that. Yes, Allie has been a very boring ass fucking character up until now. Allie was literally missing the past two episodes. The last time we actually no Allie was missing the past yeah before this episode she was missing the past two episodes. The episode five. I don't even count that as her even being in it. I don't count episode four. The last time you really, really, really got to see Allie was episode fucking three. That is five episodes all the way back. So I'm just like, what are y'all doing? Yeah. But yeah, I'm really happy they added some edge to her. Is she not just a pushover? Now, what I need you guys to do is not make her a pushover for Dave. She needs to start standing for her, up for herself with Dave. Dave, because she can stand up to herself with anybody in the world, but if she's just going to be a stupid ass and just allow Dave to just do anything like he wants to her or anything he wants and disrespect her, it don't mean shit. And I'm sorry to say that, but it, it just, it really do, it doesn't. It does not mean it. If she cannot apply that to where it needs to be applied to the most, that was just empty writing. And I said what I said. So yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to see. I'm ha- I'm actually really happy. Like I said, I'm definitely fine with Gata just being there for comic relief. I really think that they built Gata's character like really well in the first six episodes. So like we can kind of. You can kind of take it easy and allow, you know, when a bad bitch just has to sit back and allow the other basics for room to shine. Because that's, that's really what it is. That's really what it is because if they wanted to, Gator can be the whole show, show and more. I saw tweets about it from. Um, I think her name is Christine Cole, the one who plays Emma. Um, yeah, like she was like, he's just fantastic. And I'm like, I know. So yeah, they I'm happy they can allow Gator to play the background. I'm so into Elle's storyline and they better not fuck it up. In, 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 in RuPaul's voice. And don't fuck it up. Because they're doing a really good job with creating Elle's. Um, I wish... Maybe Emma's time is coming up more maybe not i don't mind waiting to the second season to see more of emma um Emma's cool as fuck i really do love her as a character right now mike is now in first place for the most boring fucking character because he can't even do his fucking man met- this is why i was so pissed because he let mike is what well, i don't give a shit Mike was a terrible fucking manager this episode. He let his client talk himself into a fucking hole. He let his client do whatever the fuck he wants. No bitch. You need need to be fired for that shit. Not the petty shit Dave tried to fire you for when you were getting high and watching whatever the fuck you were watching on TV and he wanted to be annoying and make beats. You need to be fired for this caca shit. This bullshit. That was terrible. So yeah, Mike is my least favorite character now. I'm really upset that they kinda like are not going into his sexuality or like just even more into his life. I guess they're trying to make the point that it doesn't matter but i'm like if it doesn't matter why the fuck would you like bring up how he was looking at that man in somebody when he was checking out the greg's oil change like not only the greg's oil change but the fish bowl, the fish aquarium like metaphors why would you do that shit that's empty writing and you need to finish it and hopefully it comes not full circle but it, it gets we get to learn more about mike These last two episodes? Question mark? Like, mm, I guess if it has to spill over into season two, I guess. Because don't rush this, but I really feel like the writers are. So, eh. And then also, too, like, Dave is just becoming so fucking unbearable. Like, it is so bad. Like, Dave's bad traits have been consistently overshadowing His good traits to where I forget what his good traits are besides he's a great rapper. And he cares about his friends and he does love Allie, but that doesn't take away how shitty he acts. He's a fucking arrogant ass bitch, which I, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's that little dicky shit. But he gotta learn to control that or merge them as one. Like, he has to learn how to do that. Either like he can be little dicky and Dave simultaneously or just take on the persona of little dicky and not like become an asshole. Like, no. So, yeah. That's my thoughts on it. I'm really happy I stayed under an hour and ten minutes. But yeah, so once again, uh, thank you. Dave comes on FF, uh, FFX, FXX on Wednesdays at ten. Even though they keep fucking saying it comes on that Thursday on Hulu, so I don't know what that's about. But yeah, it comes on Wednesdays at ten. Um, and yeah, it's just an amazing show. Um, I've been enjoying talking about it. I'm happy we're 80% of the way done. We got two more episodes to go. And I'm super, super excited. So, yeah. So, thank you guys for joining me on What's on the Air with Aaron. And I've always said, like, meditate, elevate. I love you so much. Please stay safe. Bye-bye.